So welcome to another episode of the Fat for Weight Loss show. Today I am with Tasha from Ketogasm.com and we will be right into the interview right after this. An important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. So, Tasha, welcome to the podcast. How How is your day been going today? Today is awesome. Thanks for having me on. Ooh, I like that. Today is awesome. My, <laughs> my day is awesome too, I guess. I, I, mine, mine's really only just started. But, um, you know, I think with the podcast, I usually like to open with a an icebreaker. Now, we've been in contact for a long time, um, mostly over email because we've we've done guest recipes on each other's blogs and all this sort of stuff. So it's really cool to like, you know, just talk with you and almost like chat over the phone, except we've both got microphones and we're both <laughs> in different countries. And I guess it's sort of like the phone, but different. <laughs> yeah. Um, but can you tell us what you were doing before you started Ketogasm um, that is... Uh, probably something that maybe people that don't know about you okay for sure um before i started blogging for probably like the past decade i worked in organ and tissue donation so that's where tissues were moved from the donor and transplanted into the recipient um so i was on the recovery and processing side of human tissues for transplant and i'd be in the or that means I would dissect hearts and veins and tendons and make surgical products out of bones. So I never Whoa. talk about it on my website because <laughs> it doesn't so cool. really jive with keto. But um, right. yeah, tissue donation was a huge part of my life. And it's something that I'm really proud to have been a part of. So I wanted to just share. Yeah, <laughs> share I, I, I love it. Well, like, you know, being able to dissect those different organs is must be um pretty amazing to be able to remember where different parts are and and yeah i i I think for people who are coming to your website and they're looking for a recipe for you know a keto pie and they come up across like organ donation but i think that's sort of like you know i think that's a good thing i think the more people know about you and the more people get to know you then the more they trust you so i uh i really trust all of your recipes and i i uh love looking on your website i think the whole like website design's fantastic thank you but um yeah. Uh, so anyway, so let's sort of start with how you started keto. Okay. Um, so yeah, how I got into keto. Um, it's kind of funny because I, uh, I think a lot of people think that I started keto when I started my website because I shared my weight loss on YouTube and social media. So I think probably most people that know me online imagine that weight loss was the driving factor for going the large low carb route but um mm. really it was like 2011 um and i had all of these weird symptoms cropping up i had uh really bad acne i lost my period and i was gaining weight um like really quickly and i didn't know what was going on. i was losing my mind because i didn't feel like myself and i was like what's going on um so i went to the doctor and i received a pcos diagnosis and um for those who don't know, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome, and it's super common in women. It's like one in 10 women have it. Um, and at the root of that is insulin resistance. And I didn't know that when I was first diagnosed. Instead, my doctor gave me like a laundry list of prescriptions. They gave me diabetes medication, which I don't mm-hmm. have diabetes. 
um, but they prescribed me metformin. They gave me birth control, which was ironic because we were trying to get pregnant at the time. And they gave me like antibiotics for my acne instead of like, what's really going on here? They just wanted to give me the pill and send me out the door. Um, so it wasn't until like a follow-up appointment that um, I had this really cool nurse practitioner and she kind of just lays like, hey, there's these different lifestyle factors that are addressing you know, like that would address your issue and get to the root cause of it, you know? Um, mm. So I, I was encouraged by her to uh, start a low carb diet at that point in time. And then um, I kind of got obsessed with like the idea of like learning about my food and, you know, I never really had paid attention to like the nutrition side of what I was eating. I just kind of ate whatever was easiest and that's how I grew up. So, um, once I started paying attention to like the, like deep down issues and how nutrients actually work in your body, I was like, this is so cool. Um, and then I started, um, learning about keto. Like I read, uh, Stephen Finney and Jeff Wollick's book about, mm. it's like the low carb, uh, the art and science of low carbohydrate living. And then I was like hooked, you know? And so I was trying to, you know, find as many resources as I possibly could, but it was like before keto was a thing, you know, it wasn't having a moment <laughs> online. So there wasn't a lot to like grab from, um, but that's, that's how I started. And then um, like in 2016, I decided I was gonna share what I was doing and like kind of like my take on things and my recipes and stuff like that. So that's when I actually like, shared what I was doing but um I had gotten uh pregnant after I started keto and it was really cool because we were trying to get pregnant but uh, one of the big symptoms of PCOS is infertility so mm. it was really neat that I was able to kind of like address the root cause of the problem with my diet and then um be able to share like my weight loss and everything like that publicly after I kind of figured out what I was doing with the diet, so it was pretty cool. Oh, that's so awesome! So, so you know, you, you went to the doctors and and you left and with this sort of you know um, <laughs> diagnosis of a whole bunch of different things, mm -hmm. and then by by finding the root cause and what was causing it all for you, you were able to um, you know rectify and put that into into a, a, a better place which is so awesome and a lot of people they do go to the doctors and they end up taking antibiotics which flushes out all of their good gut bacteria mm -hmm. um and just you know can cause havoc in itself um and so what what was the decision for you to look into low carbohydrates um and really stick with it because for some people um sticking with the low carb diet or a ketogenic diet can be really tricky and mm -hmm. was there anything that you were doing at the start um that helped you uh, and i guess maybe some of the, the the mental aspects of that as well is that what what was holding you to um you know really stick to something like that um i think for me it was more of like i need to do this for my health i knew if i wasn't going to take medication that the problems weren't going to go away like the symptoms weren't going to be addressed if I didn't take the medications if I took the medications I was just slapping a band-aid on it and the underlying issues were still there and would probably crop up some other way so um I, I really committed to just making that um change for my health and I really wanted to get pregnant like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was like a really big driving factor for me. I was like, I just want to be a mom. So um, <laughs> I knew that was going to help me be able to conceive. And I have two kids now. So um, oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It, it was really, I don't know. For me, it was totally worth it. So I think, I don't know, when you have for like for me with like medical issues and things like that, I feel like that's almost easier to like talk yourself into sticking with, with something than it mm. is if it's like for like vanity reasons like I just want to lose five pounds like mm. that's uh, uh for me at least it, it's easier to like motivate myself for like health reasons but um yeah I think one of the things in addition to just like my like weird like 
maternal clock ticking in my head or something like (laughs) you have to get pregnant um (laughs) besides that um probably just like learning as much as I could because when I started doing research the more like I was able to be like no this actually makes sense and like understanding like what was going on and why instead of just like oh you you do a diet and it's magic or something you know like (laughs) understanding kind of like what's going on is kind of um makes at least for me, that that helped me commit to something and stick with it because it, it I don't know, it just made sense. It was like the logical thing for me to do. Mm. Yeah, that's it's really important to um, to and and I think what you've highlighted right there is to like have a why behind the why. And if you have <clears throat> a reason to start the ketogenic diet or low carb diet or whatever you're doing, um, uh, if you if you have that reason and that reason's not good enough, it's very easy to back away. And mm-hmm. and so asking yourself, okay, if if I want to lose five pounds or ten pounds, um, but then asking yourself, you know, why? Why mm-hmm. do I want to do that? And it's like, well, I actually want to see my kids live and, and grow old, and I don't want to keep gaining this weight. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and vice versa. And I guess like. Um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different takes on the diet, but but for you, what is your take on um, the ketogenic diet, and what's the the idea behind ketogasm? Um, well, for me, uh, I just started ketogasm for fun, and it really started as a hobby, um, and it was just like a place for me to share my recipes because I'd be like, it's so fun to start a food yeah. blog, <laughs> and then um, it just turned in like it evolved into like a thing of its own. So it's really. Uh, developed into like a resource for women starting the keto diet Mm. um and you know just being able to say okay well it's not just about carbohydrate restriction you need to find you know like the the thing that works for you and it's more like personalized and your context matters so much you know it's not just a list of rules that you follow blindly as like Mm. some other diets you know you have to think about who you are and why you want to do this diet your goals the reason that's driving you forward and then kind of like take all of that context and then develop something that works for you based off of that so um you know i i really just i hate the whole one size fits all kind of approach to Mm. anything so um for for me i i really think that that's i hope that's what people get away from my website um but yeah that's how i that's how i approach the keto diet I, I think you know you really need to take into your personal context and any kind of like background underlying issues like it's mm. not just it's not just like a blanket that you can put on you know like a band-aid like uh right you know it's not a fix-all for everything so um yeah I, I don't know like I see so many people argue about like <laughs> what keto is and isn't mm. and it's just at this point, I feel like everyone can probably agree that it, it depends on the individual. and <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so. Well, I mean, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's keto police everywhere and they're out in full force, especially uh, online. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of people who uh, are quick to judge, but um, maybe don't understand someone's personal backstory, as you were saying before. Mm-hmm. And you don't know whether someone's coming from eating uh, McDonald's for their entire life and then uh, is really struggling with trying to incorporate vegetables into their diet or whatever it is. And so right. um, the ketogenic diet can be wildly different for someone that is like that compared to someone who has been maybe eating a vegan diet for the past uh, mm-hmm. 10 years and then you know switched to the ketogenic diet. So that yeah, that, that one size fits all, I think... Um, can can be difficult because there are so many uh different cases and there is you know everyone's unique um, For sure. so yeah that's that's a it's important to to sort of address that and, well, and um i mean so like people start ketogenic diets for so many different reasons you know like children with epilepsy don't need mm. to follow the same diet as like uh middle-aged woman trying to lose 20 pounds you know Mm. that's totally different context totally different protocols or somebody that's like using a ketogenic diet as an alzheimer's treatment and needs like as many ketones as their brain can take in doesn't need you know the same diet as a bodybuilder you know it's totally and everybody wants it to be as simple as possible so i think they like those black and white rules and that's where the keto police come in but it's really 
important to understand personal context and understand where your your own context lies and be able to kind of like make educated opinions for yourself um i don't know yeah i know i I totally agree and so you know you have the um hello keto course Mm -hmm. which is uh i I was looking at it before it's totally free and so anyone can (laughs) sign up and do the course um which is which is so good because i think when you have free courses out there and there's so much information um you know you can get the you can get the right information for free Mm -hmm. which is fantastic and so um you know what was the idea behind creating that course and um and what are some of the issues that you see people going through the course um you know sort of rethink and and change in their life sorry that question it's more like um you know it what's the number one thing that people were doing before they take the course and then sort of what they've figured out afterwards that has really helped them um okay that's a good question so with the course i really just wanted to give people like a foundation like an understanding of like what keto actually was you know i didn't want to try to sell a product and be like here i'll tell you all the secrets about keto and then Hmm. you give me 30 bucks or whatever like i wanted people to be like okay like i need to learn about this and then have like a a resource to do that and then decide if the diet's for them or not that was Hmm. like first of all i just want to like introduce you to keto if it's for you awesome if it's not for you awesome like (laughs) you know it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be for everybody. So like if you're learning about changing your way of eating, you should probably know what it entails. So that was my first like number one thing I wanted to do for people is just offer that information so everybody can decide if it's for them or not. And then um, just addressing some of the frequently asked questions that I was getting, like people were emailing me all the time and they were like, I don't understand macros. What are macros? like is this a carb uh can i eat this food like Mm. just any possible food under the sun and i was getting a lot of emails or um i'm not losing weight i'm in ketosis but i'm not losing weight what's going on so i just wanted to kind of like bundle it up in like a really easy digestible like this is like bite-sized package you can understand what's happening and kind of like how to get started um So that's kind of what my goal was there. Um, And I think like the number one like takeaway people uh, get out of my course, and maybe it's just like, because I I preach it a lot is like, you're gonna have to go to the grocery store and buy food and cook it yourself. (laughs) And you know, you can't really, it's keto's not just like a list of foods that you can eat, you know, like a a food list to follow, you know, you're gonna have to kind of like dive deep into the like nutritional value of food, maybe like go to the store, buy the ingredients, and then actually learn about the ingredients that you're gonna be using. So you can, you know, fuel your body properly instead of just like hoping for the best, you know what I mean? Mm, So I think that, that for me, that's probably like that was my goal and I hope that's the biggest takeaway. Um, but I get a lot less emails because I feel like it clear, it cleared a lot of, a lot of stuff up for people. Um, and I, I think it's been really successful. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I know how you feel with those emails cause I get them all the time. Um, and it, it gets to the point where you need to, you, you almost need to, uh, I guess, give away all of the information that you have so that people are best armed with the knowledge and then and then they can go and apply it themselves because, you know, as you were saying before, going out to the grocery stores and looking at all the different fruits and vegetables and all of the different meats and you go, it doesn't come in a packet. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know what to do. And, <laughs> and that's almost the best thing about it is like, I think uh, for a lot of people, they they li- can live an unhealthy diet because they don't know how to cook and mm-hmm. so being able to cook and being able to put ingredients together and simple ingredients um, that that work together really well uh, can be really really life-changing for most people and so do, you know when people come to ketogasm and they look at the recipes that you've got um you know is is there a lot of relief when when uh, when someone just realizes that you can put this and this and this together and it actually tastes amazing? Uh, do you yeah, get that sort of feedback? I love it because in I, you know I, you know me I don't I don't bake 
I'm not like a talented <laughs> baker. I am like super simple, straightforward. So it's it's really kind of cool to me when I'm like, hey, take these five ingredients and it's it tastes delicious. You know, it mm. tastes like your favorite, you know, lasagna or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really fun. And then you can like kind of like show people different like alternatives that they can use instead. Um, so I think it's really fun and people like that people especially people that are used to like eating out and not cooking at home i i feel like cooking can be like so overwhelming so being able to keep it really simple and show people that like real food actually tastes super good um that's kind of that's kind of what i i love about keeping it really basic and and accessible um because it it makes it something that people can actually implement you know like they can go Mm. oh i can grab this from the grocery store and then whip it up when i get home so um you know it's like i I don't know for me i feel like it's it's a little easier i i I try not to complicate things and i'm i'm so like uh like a simple cook for myself like even just like the idea of like going and finding a recipe myself like i don't follow recipes you know like i just am like (laughs) oh i know this is gonna taste good together so being able to kind of present that information in a way that other people that maybe don't like intuitively know how to how to pair flavors and cook with simple ingredients it's pretty fun oh yeah it's it's so good because um when you figure out something that's really easy and that works for you um chances are it's probably going to work for a lot of other people too and something that i came across recently was that um i you know i was i'm the same like (laughs) i I will create all of these crazy recipes and and make them taste exactly like the real thing but Mm -hmm. i probably don't eat that way maybe 80 percent of the time (laughs) yeah well i don't think most people do you know like uh they're like super cool like special occasion i think it's awesome that there's like all of these really like innovative recipes and you can like do a copycat version of whatever you want to eat and like somebody's Mm. thought of it and made it but like most people don't have the time to like make these elaborate meals 24 7 and so (laughs) you know like it's a special occasion type of thing um but i i I don't know like i even for me i'm like oh I'm going to have somebody else make my special occasion. <laughs> like I'm like really I'm not a talented baker at all. So I had a coworker that was doing keto and she was like a really good baker and she was like oh I made these cookies from so and so's side and I was like oh yes bring them to me. <laughs> she was like awesome. feeding me all of her treats and stuff so that was fun. <laughs> That's so good. Well uh, what happens when I create uh, you know keto desserts like uh, I recently created a big apple pie uh, made from choco or uh, whatever they're called in uh, in America but mm-hmm. uh, that and also a pumpkin pie but I instantly sent them off to my partner's workplace because she just <laughs> shares them around and uses it as favors <laughs> and they don't I even like know that. they're like that doesn't contain sugar or ca- <laughs> or cat what that's <laughs> and, uh, awesome yeah um but but uh, you can convert people that way they're like i don't believe you totally. this has sugar in it <laughs> totally yeah it's like no no it doesn't <laughs> but there's a, another thing like for people who are listening to the podcast who who also don't like complicated recipes um there's a ratio that i did a recent youtube video on and uh i have a recipe book coming up about it is that you have uh, a plate and then you have 50 percent vegetables and mm-hmm. then 25% protein, 25% fat. And if you put that into a calculator, that works out to be like ketogenic macros. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> what did I just find? I love and, that. Yeah. And so for anyone out there, it's like, you know, green vegetables, salad, spinach, mm-hmm. you know, it can be cauliflower, it can be anything like vegetables into 50% of your plate. And, you know, for, for a lot of people who are thinking about um, trying to break weight loss stalls or whatever it is it's like if you go back to um eating vegetables i think the carnivore diet and the egg fasts and all that sort of stuff um for me personally are a little bit me restrictive <laughs> and, yeah and so i i just don't go down those routes because i don't know much about them yeah. and i don't know the long-term effects of something like that so so 50 percent vegetables 25 percent protein 25 percent fat it's keto oh my gosh and i eat like that all the time now which is crazy yeah it's it's so simple like it's easy to imagine yourself building a meal like that and 
you know, it's not like, oh, I have to scan a barcode and yeah. you know, track everything that I put into my mouth and weigh it on a scale. Like, it's pretty <laughs> straightforward. I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely it's brilliant. A, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, and and so uh, you know, you're currently. Um, so you all right? So let's backtrack a little bit. You have a bachelor's degree in biology, so Thanks. you know what you're talking about when it comes to the human body. <laughs> um, and I you're hope also- so. <laughs> I have so many student loans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the hex bill. Well, I'm not sure what it's called in America, but in Australia we call it hex, and and it's like the you know the loan that you take from the government to pay off your tuition. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, and so you're currently doing a master's degree as well and yes. and what's the um i don't completely understand the idea behind a master so correct me if i'm wrong but um you do a thesis is that what a master is and, and what's that thesis on okay so in the u.s we have like the bachelor's degree is like the four years like the initial four years and then we have a master's degree which is like the next two years and then a phd um like doctorate degree or any kind of other professional doctorate degree you might you might choose so the master's i'm getting a master's of science so it's like a two-year um post-bachelorate program and i'm studying um human nutrition and functional medicine so i'm hopefully going to know as much about nutrition as i possibly can and how to use that with like chronic illnesses and things like that. This episode is brought to you by the Complete Keto Diet. Have a think about this for a second. How long will it take you to reach your health goals? Is it four weeks? Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it a year? Maybe you don't need to lose weight, but you're struggling with the whole lifestyle thing that everyone keeps talking about. Who is going to be around long enough or be committed enough to you to help you achieve your health goals? That answer is me. I created the Complete Keto Diet specifically to help 10,000 people achieve their health goals over the next five years. That means I'm there for you in the beginning, through the plateaus, and the maintenance of your journey towards better health. But why 10,000 people? Well, simply put, I want to bring you the most actionable and realistic ways to get your health right using the ketogenic diet. But I also want to make sure that everyone succeeds and nobody gets left behind. Your name is very important to me. So how does it all work? Well, this is done with a ketogenic meal plan that is sent to your inbox every single week. You might have seen some of my YouTube meal plan videos on creating simple ketogenic meal plans, which are getting very close now to a million views alone. The advantage of my meal plans over others is that you are given simple recipes with simple ingredients with a great variety of food. You won't be eating the same meal every day and best of all I include substitutions for dairy free, nut free and other types of allergens. Plus all of the ratios are calculated for you. You'll be saving money with shopping lists that only include the items that you actually need. Not only does it come with weekly meal plans, but we do a weekly coaching session with everyone so that you can get your answers solved right away. You also get exclusive tools and resources, exclusive deals on all your favorite keto-friendly products that will probably save you more money than you think, plus a community of people to help you always succeed and keep you accountable every single step of the way. Sustainability is the key to long-term success with the ketogenic diet. I am not here to help you drop as much weight as possible in a three-month period. I am here for life. If you think this is what you've been looking for, I offer a seven-day free trial for anyone who is looking to see if it's the right fit for them. I offer steep discounts for six-month and yearly memberships that include one-on-one sessions with me as well, so you'll always have the answers. Head on over to www.complete.com ketodiet.com and enter the code podcast to receive 15% off the membership. Oh, and did I mention that everything is in Australian dollars? Hurrah! Go to www.completeketodiet.com and enter the code podcast to start moving towards your health goals today. That. Wow. That's a, and, and so um, uh, you've probably got a pretty good understanding of of not only macronutrients but also micronutrients i'm guessing as well i'm uh yeah yeah for the most part <laughs> <laughs> well like it, it, it's something that i come across and it just baffled me when i started um you know in the ketogenic world that everyone's so obsessed with the ma- <clears throat> with the macronutrients mm-hmm. but no one 
really understands what um, the micronutrients are doing for them. And it was something that I was taught so much as a kid growing up, like my mum uh, also did uh, a Bachelor of Science and so she was um, very much into, <laughs> I was diagnosing kids with zinc deficiency when I was in grade three. <laughs> it was just not, you know. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, what are some of the, you know, the nutrients that you specifically try and and hit with your with your foods in everyday life so for instance like there's a lot of uh magnesium in spinach Mm -hmm. uh is is there anything that you uh actively try and eat uh, on a on a pretty regular basis that is trying to tap into those micronutrients as Um, well well for for people doing a ketogenic diet uh their electrolytes are hugely important and a lot of the complaints that people have when they start a low carb diet are totally avoidable. And I don't think Mm. a lot of people know that or um, pay attention to that. Um, Like, because like, like you said, everybody's so focused on the macronutrients, the carbs, the fat, the protein, that they're not really tapping into like, um, what's happening um, with the micronutrients. So like sodium is super important. Um, like people get lightheaded and dizzy and they don't feel good. And you're like, drink some broth, you know, have mm. add some, some salt to your food. Uh, but like magnesium, that's huge with like cramping, all of those keto flu symptoms. Um, so, you know, like <clears throat> spinach is huge. Like that's such a good I, I love spinach. Like that's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> uh, like spinach is really a really good source of things. And then potassium. I like, I, I eat a lot of meat. I'm not a carnivore. Like I definitely like my veggies and, but like having like good sources of meat for those, like that high potassium, um, that's huge because you're, those are the things that your body's not going to necessarily get a lot of if you don't choose the right the right ingredients right mm. um so yeah that's that's one of my my biggest yeah things, i think is just like focusing on electrolytes for people and and you know it's not that it's not as simple as electrolytes but for you know for just the context of keto um in and of itself those are like the, the three that i think most people like should should at least pay attention to and i mm. i definitely try to like balance them all out in my diet and um you know like eating the rainbow like i totally like (laughs) i think that's a really good approach you know like just because you're eating a ketogenic diet doesn't mean you only have to eat brown food or you know like you can Mm. eat like different kinds of vegetables you can have berries you can have uh you know bell peppers and things like that like you can totally like source different kinds of vegetables and lower carb fruits and things like that and it's totally gonna give you like that big like robust like pool of micronutrients that your body needs you know you don't necessarily have to like measure everything out and like you know pay like such close detail to it but like just being able to like take a really smart approach and that's like an easy easy thing to do is just like look at the color of your food and try to get a little bit of everything yeah i really like that approach because um you know having that diverse range of of uh you know nutrients in the food definitely comes from the color of it mm-hmm. um and and so most things that are green would definitely have magnesium in it um and and that's i guess that's applicable to anyone on the ketogenic diet and i think that that is is really important as well to have the balance because um for instance on the ketogenic diet uh, i've been <laughs> i've been doing a lot of research on on electrolytes recently so correct me if i am uh wildly wrong but um i think that if if you're having too much sodium you can push down your potassium levels and Mm -hmm. vice versa like if you have too much potassium well too much potassium in general is going to um cause heart palpitations so don't do that but yeah yeah. (laughs) um you know having a having a broad range and and also calcium like uh, you know calcium is important but most people get enough from that uh, from dairy uh, if they have enough vitamin d but Mm -hmm. Well, we're in a deep rabbit hole with this. I know, I know. <laughs> but um, there's, you know, the, for for people who are starting the ketogenic diet, or they're, um, you know, they have started and they're trying to optimize what they're doing, then then eating different variations and different colors of foods is is uh, is fantastic, and and eating uh, fresh food as well is is fantastic. Like in Australia, a lot of people complain that we don't have the products that you know the keto friendly products, and and shout outs to Keto Brick. Um, you know these these types of keto friendly things that 
are really accessible you can buy from your shop or you you know you can get in a pinch when you need to but um Mm -hmm. in australia we have really good quality like whole ingredients are really good quality meat good quality fruit and vegetables i Um, would rather have that than like a (laughs) convenience food you know i don't know yeah it's just like switching your your um priorities i guess a little Mm -hmm. bit is there um yeah it's it's a mindset thing though you know what i mean like you have like it is your priorities your mindset like if you're like oh i don't have time for that it's like you know i'm probably you could probably watch like one less episode of your favorite netflix show and spend a little more time you know what i mean like you just have to prioritize things a little differently and um yeah it's a mindset thing and it's hard to overcome mindset things but i think that it's worth worth trying you know that's yeah. you can't expect everything to come in a package and change your life you know that's not how anything works yeah that's uh that's such great advice i think we we uh we have the same sort of vision on a lot of things which is awesome yeah. <laughs> very cool um and and so uh, i mean there, there's so many questions uh i would last like to ask about um food and you know the the website and and everything um but but what i generally do is i, I like to ask some short rapid fire questions <laughs> and 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 the rapid fire generally don't turn out to be anything rapid fire because we dig down <laughs> rabbit holes again <laughs> but um but you know the first question is uh what is your favorite something that you cannot live without food uh, that you you know might eat once a week, twice a week, three, four, seven times a week. I'm not sure. Is there a particular favorite food that you really enjoy on the ketogenic diet? Um, I would say meat and seafood. Like hands down, I I love that. Like I I build my meals around like my protein source, and then kind of like add in veggies after that. Um, but uh, <laughs> I would say like salmon i love salmon Ooh. that's like my absolute favorite and i live in the pacific northwest so we always have like really good seafood here and it's just oh yeah Sa- salmon is my favorite <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what's your favorite way to cook it i like to uh do it in a, like a what are cast iron just like oh, on yeah. the stove and then uh i bake it sometimes because it's like easy to do um mm. but it makes your whole house smell like fish so like everybody <laughs> else isn't very excited about salmon as much as i am but i love it so oh that's so funny it's like mom you're cooking salmon uh-huh. again <laughs> smoked salmon though everybody everybody gets in on smoked salmon like that's oh, yeah that's like you can't say no to and uh my my partner his family's native american and like they give it as gifts and it's like preserved in oil and everything so we always have like some some good smoked salmon oh damn Uh (laughs) it's really tasty in in contrast to all of this what is your least favorite keto food or something that you don't particularly enjoy eating um well i'm i'm a pretty adventurous eater so i usually don't immediately write things off like i'll try things more than once and before i like make a make an opinion about it but i hate kale like i really (laughs) hate kale (laughs) it's so gross um and i i hate saying that because you know i hate like putting down a food that has a lot of like wonderful health benefits and Mm. everything but it's just not for me i saw um I saw a meme on Facebook or something. I don't know. And it was like, pro tip, if you stir coconut oil into your kale, it makes it easier to scrape into the trash. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. that's me. That's me. I'm yeah, sharing yeah. this. <laughs> I, have, I have seen that before. I'm pretty sure like food delivery companies are now using that as advertisement for like on buses and things. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I don't know whether I've seen it, but yeah. it's like, yeah, coconut it's perfect. Oil. I feel like a lot of people can relate to it because I can't be the only person out there that hates kale. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Kale is is one of those things that you either have to know how to use or you just don't use it at all (laughs) you have to like it's like when you feed kids vegetables and Mm. you have to hide it you know you have to disguise it somehow and trick people into eating it that's how i feel about kale like i can't I can't yeah, the, the only way that i've ever been able to eat kale was to chop them up into like bite-sized pieces and put them in the oven covered in olive oil and salt and make chips out of them that mm. was the only way but even still they still see you just made it like sound kale. good like i don't know if it's your accent or <laughs> if it's actually good but you made it sound good so <laughs> yeah it's just the accent it's really terrible <laughs> um and uh and i'm not sure uh if you have a a favorite one or maybe a most effective one but but in terms of exercise do you have 
anything that you just really love enjoying uh sorry really love doing um you know for some people that might be going to the gym or deadlifts or something uh for some people that's running is there is there any particular exercise that you find um very efficient or uh you find a lot of peace in um yeah yeah for sure i it's funny because i've never really been a person that has enjoyed exercise and i avoided it like the plague for a very very long time (laughs) um but i i I regularly go to the gym now and i love swimming like i i'm one of those people that can like swim for like two hours and then i'm like that was refreshing instead of like hating my life afterwards (laughs) um which is fun you know like when you find something that you can actually enjoy doing that makes it easy to to actually go show up and do it um and i really like weightlifting like lifting weights is like super awesome um so i've been trying to like build up like as much as i possibly can um i'm trying to like get strong squats and deadlifts and um you know kind of like those those top three powerlifting my my bench press is pathetic but i'm so is mine it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i'm working on it so hard um and that's really fun and it's cool because you can like I, i you know i'm like not like an elite athlete by any means but um you know just being able to go and see like how much stronger you've gotten and how much like progress you've made is really cool i don't know that that's motivating for me yeah Um, yeah. i think i think those you know those big compound lifts are something that you can progress in um and and get a lot of enjoyment out of like i've only just gone back into there's a program called five by five and Mm -hmm. the 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 idea is that you have um you uh, you have five repetitions of five sets which is basically like if you're squatting you squat five times and then you do that five times Mm -hmm. um and you try and build it up but i've only recently just got back into it after doing um some other program that was like you had to do like 12 sets of 15 oh, and i was like oh my That's gosh this is, yeah. like when you lift really heavy weights yeah. it's really hard to like actually do a lot of volume you know it's, yeah. it's- if you're throwing around little pink weights, that's one thing. But when you're lifting super heavy, it's tough to do that. Like it's pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. It's uh, so. What was you know what sort of got you into um, doing uh, weightlifting and and what what were some of the be- like you know uh, for a lot of people they they come from a high carbohydrate diet and they jump into the ketogenic diet mm-hmm. um, and they have a lot of trouble with not only lifting weights but you know running and that sort of stuff. Did you have any? Um, anything that you found by following the ketogenic diet that it would either made it better or worse Mm, well i think for me i i was one of those people where i didn't have a lot of uh exercise like i didn't do a lot of physical activity before like making like a lot of the lifestyle changes that um i i did when i started the keto diet so it Mm. was like after the fact you know like there's like that that time where you're like becoming fat at fat adapted and you're mm. you know your metabolism's kind of clunky and you kind of feel not really all there anyways you know yeah. i think that's like that has a lot to do with people's you know athletic performance if they're they're just like making the shift and they've they were active before and during that that time but i it, like personally i didn't i didn't have that that weird like transition that i was trying to to phase in um and keep up my my activity levels because i didn't really have any (laughs) (laughs) physical activity before that um but for me like i wanted to like i lost weight you know but um i really i want to focus on like my body composition i want to like improve my body composition and focus on like building muscle and like lean body mass and you know maybe like having like that the figure that i want versus the the just like a number on the scale like that doesn't really mean anything to me so um i i think weights is a really good way and i I think a lot of women are kind of intimidated by weight training and things Mm -hmm. like that because they're they don't realize that it has like a you know a positive impact on your figure they think they're gonna get bulky and big and it's really hard to build muscle you know like you're not gonna Mm. get bulky and big so um for me it was more of like an aesthetic thing and then it's something that i enjoyed once i started doing it i was like okay 
this is something that I can actually stick to because I'm getting stronger. I'm seeing results, you know, like my, my butt looks good. Like I'm so excited, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's really time effective too, right? It is. Yeah. Like I don't spend like, I don't have to like swim for two hours on the days that that I go and lift weights. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like, um, you know, there's like a, there's that afterburn period, you know, you're like when you lift weights, your metabolism uh, increases when you're building lean body mass. So um, like the more muscle you have, the, the better your metabolism, like the better off your metabolism is. So, um, you you know, like, it's just like a win-win for everything, but Mm. it's, it's way quicker going, (laughs) going in, uh, like doing uh, like a heavy training session than you know, like slow state cardio for just logging along. I never was able to get into that. Like, like I can't run. Like I just like, I, <laughs> yeah. I've, I can like do two laps and then I'm like <laughs> checking my phone. And, like, <laughs> I don't know. I have a hard time with it, but um, it just finding what makes, you know, makes it easy that you can keep coming back to it and enjoying it and showing up for it. You know, that's the hardest part is just starting and showing up. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad you, you said that, actually, because it's like that consistency not only applies to exercise, but also your diet as well. And so um, for for all of the rules and all of that sort of stuff, if you find what you can stick to and stick mm-hmm. with it and be really consistent with it, Definitely. that is going to be way more effective in the long run than, um, you know, all of the people who start at the gym on January 1st and mm-hmm. then have left by February 3rd because it was <laughs> they just burnt out and it was way too hard. Yes, <laughs> uh, exactly. And so also like realizing that you're going to slowly progress into something uh, is, is really important. I, I usually ask the question, what is your least favorite exercise? But I'm guessing it's running. Oh, I hate running. <laughs> you guessed right. Yeah. I can't stand it. I, um, uh, last week I had a physiotherapist on the podcast brad beer um and he was talking about all of the the different uh forms of running and and uh you know a lot of the troubles that people can have um which made it really approachable for a lot of people so if you are someone who does enjoy running then go back and listen to brad's podcast um but if you're someone who enjoys lifting weights and swimming then stick with us because this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) well uh, there's a lot of people that are like actually good at running i am really clumsy so like as if I don't know. Like I've always end up hurting myself and I always end up overdoing it. Like it's just like too high impact for me, especially mm-hmm. when I tried running when I was overweight, that was like disaster for me. So, um, you know, my brother, I went running with him and he is like so much faster and so much like his like aerobic capacity is just like, it's out like through the roof, you know? And then <laughs> yeah. he was like running backwards and like taunting me. And I was oh. like, I, I hate this. I don't ever want to do this again. O- older or younger brother? He's my younger brother. Oh, he has so much worse. more energy than me. Oh. oh, that's awesome. He was put here to make me miserable. Uh. <laughs> um, and so outside of any prescription medication, do you currently take any supplements that are aiding the ketogenic diet for you or are you pretty um, more into whole foods? Um, well, I try to do the whole foods thing, um, mm. but I do supplement with magnesium and I take a creatine supplement as well um, oh, yeah, to cool. kind of like support the the whole muscle building and strength training and stuff like that. Cause I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get swole. So I got it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of research that's been done behind creatine as well. That, um, yeah. Especially for endurance athletes in particular, I think that um, it, it has been shown to produce some pretty crazy results. Yeah. Um, there's so, a lot of research there. Like, I think that's one of like the most thoroughly researched, researched like athletic supplement that mm. that's out there. It's pretty good. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I think like um, I I would love to do studies on um, creatine and the ketogenic diet because I'm not sure I'm not sure how it all processes through the body, but but it may be different on the ketogenic diet as opposed to a high carb diet. I'm not sure. But that it would, would be interesting. interesting. To study. Hmm. That would be really. Cu- I'm curious. I uh, I know that like uh, Volok and Finney they do a lot of like athletic endurance studies and stuff, but I don't know if they like dive into the supplement stuff at all. But it'd be really interesting to see that. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm actually going to the low carb down under conference this weekend with uh, with Volok. I think. He's oh no, t- no I'm no, jealous. No, Finney is there. Yeah, Steve Finney's is going to be talking, so I'm pretty excited. They're so smart. Like I will geek out. Uh, Stephen Finney, his. Um, 
his YouTube videos. Like he oh, has yeah. all these lectures and stuff. They're so good. Like, you know, I, I have their books and I've read them like cover to cover, but like just listening to how like well they explain things and kind of like the really nitty gritty science of everything is so fascinating. Yeah, like it. yeah, it's so good. And and because they have such a broad um, spectrum of it as well, like they've been through so many different centuries on the, no, sorry, decades on mm-hmm. the people uh, trying to introduce low carb or, you know, ketogenic diets to they athletes. They have, yeah. And like so they've, they've seen, seen it all, all. kind of yeah. like come and go in waves and they're like, no, you guys, like this is, you know, focus here. It's yeah, really, is, I love this it. This is it, yeah. yeah. It's so um, good. And and Tim Noakes sort of came back around from being yeah. the, the carb the carb guy to being the the low carb guy now, which is awesome too. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited um, for you. That sounds like a fun a fun oh event. Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm going by myself too, so I'm also excited and nervous. <laughs> you know, but you're you, you're gonna be good because you're like good at talking to people and stuff like that. Like, I would be like I would sit in the corner. I'm super introverted, so I would be like, oh hi guys, and keep to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually a massive introvert. No, I don't, know if that's I don't like, even believe you. <laughs> I'll be sitting in the corner with my notepad, just taking all the notes, and then <laughs> I'll contact them over it. email last, uh, afterwards and be like, "That was so good." <laughs> 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 um, so I I, uh, uh, I ask another question: Do you have any books or videos? Um, and I, you know, you sort of alluded to the the um, videos before, um, but any books that have recently been inspiring to you Mm, um yes okay so uh this is a book that i read it's like a super quick book it's like a pamphlet sized book (laughs) but it's called mini habits and it's by steven guys and he basically just talks about setting these little micro habits um like i love self-help books so this like i just kind of like soak them up (laughs) Um, but he like describes like a kind of like a different approach to goal setting so like instead of setting these really dramatic lofty goals like i'm gonna run a marathon you would set like a little bite-sized goal like i'm gonna put my running shoes on and walk the block every morning stuff like that so Hmm. um it's just like these micro commitments kind of like make your like trick yourself into doing what you want to do when you don't really feel like doing it so um like i i wanted to start like a daily writing habit so rather than saying like i'm gonna write a thousand words a day i sit down and write a sentence and then once i write that sentence it just like starts flowing and it's like moving in the direction of my lofty like real goal but um you know it's easier to just get started like just showing up and doing it um like tricking yourself like if you want to go to the gym and you hate going to the gym pack your gym bag and drive yourself to the gym (laughs) that's your that's your goal like you just drive there and then once you're there you're like well i gotta go in now you know like that so that's kind of like the the idea that's presented in the book and it's like it's not like this really dense reading it's like pretty entertaining and i think it's like a super effective approach to like changing your habits so i oh, like that's that awesome. I like i'm gonna that have to get that book i um i'm not sure whether it's on audible i'm i'm one of those guys who listens to books instead of oh yeah <laughs> reading them, i don't but. know if it is or not I, it might even like i don't know because it's like a super short one if it was they what is this i'm looking at the book right now because they have it on my desk minihabits.com that they might have a, it's probably yeah. in there too yeah i'm probably. gonna have to check it out yeah oh, damn um and so i was a musician for a long time before doing this uh and uh so i really like hearing people's music taste and <laughs> and so uh do you have any uh classics that you always go back to oh. or any music that you've been listening recently to that's just been like oh my god everyone has to hear this um okay so i love music and i've always been really into music like i i've was also a musician before. Oh, really? Being, yeah. So um, I, I've played the violin since I was like pff, 10. Oh, and then throughout college and everything, my taste in music's been pretty eclectic. But um, <laughs> now that I'm a mom, like, I don't ever get to pick the music that I get to uh, listen yeah. to. <laughs> so, like, my only time in the car, uh, like, was commuting. And I, now that I work from home, I don't have, like, this time to like listen to the cool music that I want to listen to so it's like usually like when I'm driving my kids around we'll listen to stuff but um there's (laughs) 
<laughs> there's this uh, show on Netflix called Storybots, and it's like the songs are so cool. So I have this Storybots playlist. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> and it's like if they, okay, so there's like hip hop songs about dinosaurs and the solar systems and the planets <laughs> rap, and the dinosaurs are b boys, and it's really cool. So <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It's like if the Beastie Boys were to make a kids show. So. Um, <laughs> So I have that their playlist, and I totally that's my jam now. Like I love Storybots. Storybots. <laughs> so if there's, yeah, if there's any mom and dads out there, check out Storybots. I, I don't know if you're gonna be super into it. I doubt it. But um, oh, damn, if there's any parents it. listening, they're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It's I always um, I always empathize for for the parents who have to listen to um, a particular movie or show mm-hmm. or whatever it is for the thousandth time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and <laughs> and 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 you know, so when the kids are like, I want to watch it again, you're like, Oh my gosh! So at, at least like if you Frozen enjoy it. makes my skin crawl. Yes. I have seen yes. Frozen so many times, and like I get <laughs> like I don't like it anymore. I loved it when I first watched it, and now like the the uh, like I'll get the song stuck in my head and. I don't know where they came from, but it's like the, those annoying songs that you can't get out of your head. Uh, that's frozen for me, for sure. Yeah, I think I think that was the movie that, in particular, that was highlighted it's, when it, <laughs> I don't it, have kids. But it's like, yeah, that Frozen movie. They were like, oh my gosh, don't ever my, play it. Yeah, my daughter, she went through like this hardcore Frozen phase every day. Every day she wanted to watch it, and then suddenly she decided she didn't want to watch Frozen anymore. And I was like, oh my god, thank God, I'm so excited. And then like. I swear, like two weeks ago, she was like, I want to watch Frozen. And it was like a year. Like I had gone a year without having to watch that movie. And now it's like regular rotation again. (laughs) And I'm like so sad about it. But it's a real thing. Uh, That's uh, well, I mean, like, yeah, I I, I totally think that kids will remember those movies you know mm-hmm. 10 20 years down the track and be like remember frozen that was that was in my childhood and so <laughs> yeah, putting up with it in you know with your kids in mind i think is oh, is yeah. totally okay <laughs> yeah it's for the kids it's yeah for the kids. and uh, and so to end the podcast um i i like to answer oh, sorry i like to ask a question that i think you are best suited to answering and um you know, for some food bloggers, that's describing a recipe in tantalizing detail. But I don't think that has been anyone's favorite question, to be honest. <laughs> it's like, it was it was a bad idea to start with. So let's wipe the slate clean and and start with um, you know your your tip. I guess what is your number one tip uh, for females who are looking to start the ketogenic diet that may have been in your position where you were um, when you first got the the diagnosis from the doctor? What was what was the what were some of the things that you did first up that um, really pushed you in the right direction and and how can other people implement that into their life as well? I think the number one thing that anybody it doesn't you don't have to be a girl you don't have to be a guy anything anybody starting keto just keep it simple like don't overcomplicate things there's like no such thing as perfect in the world of nutrition or dieting just keep it simple um that's what i did i was just like meat and veggies like that's all i like i stuck to that for like so long until i could get like comfortable with the different like variety of foods that you can and can't eat and um like what are the better choices and things like that just keeping it super simple and not like beating yourself yourself up about like not being perfect i think those are like really really important things when you're first starting out Mm, yeah, that's that is great advice, and I think that's something that really resonates with me as well. Because if you um, if you can describe something simply, it means you have a very good understanding of it. And it's almost like you know, going back to the music that we were talking about before. You know, the the, the pop songs often sound very very simple, but in reality, they're quite complex. And they've they've done a full circle. They've they've done simple and then they've done really really complex and then they come back to simple with the Mm -hmm. idea of it being (laughs) you know that with experience and so um also knowing that your diet will fluctuate throughout um you know your journey and and trying to optimize where you can and if not that's totally fine as well but yeah keeping it simple is um and keeping it really really basic is possibly the best way to declutter your life and declutter your um your Mm -hmm. headspace so that you can actually think about other things other than just food which is I guess part of the goal as well yep definitely 
That's so awesome. So, so where can people find you? Where can people um, start the Hello Keto course? Where can people, um, you know, get in contact with you and learn more about the ketogenic diet? Well, my website is ketogasm.com and I have social media all over the place and my social media handle is also ketogasm. The free Hello Keto course is under the course section on my website um, and you just free to enroll. You'll get uh, access to all the videos and lessons and everything like that. Oh, that's so cool. Well, for anyone who is listening to the podcast, um, it's all in the show notes. So all you have to do, depending on the app that you're using, uh, swipe left or swipe right or whatever it is, find the show notes, all the links are there, um, and go ahead and check out Tasha from Ketogasm. The website is fantastic, and I can't believe the course is free. That's so good. Go and do it now. If you're listening to this podcast, go and do the course now. <laughs> um, awesome. and, uh, and I'm sure you'll be learning. Uh, any Anyone from beginners to advanced, you'll, you'll learn uh, you know anything about the ketogenic diet that you may have forgotten so um it's been so awesome hanging out on the podcast i think uh this podcast has been really fun to do i had a lot of fun doing this yay so, i had fun so, too thank you for inviting me on ah no it's it's my pleasure it's it's so good to to um you know just sort of chat about the whole ketogenic diet and and uh and i guess you know people listening in which is fantastic so thanks again tasha i really really appreciate it yeah you're welcome thank you Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. Head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.